How do we judge when we see a prophet? We need to remember that God's purpose is for us not to be deceived. God does not want the church to be deceived. When a true prophet is saying something, it will... Glory be to Jesus. Now, how do we judge when we see a prophet? We need to remember that God's purpose is for us not to be deceived. God does not want the church to be deceived. It's very important that we know that. Hallelujah. We're teaching these things that believers may be able to judge. And why is it necessary? Because the deceiver and the deceived will be judged. And somebody says, mm, that's not fair. Well, okay. And how do I know that? In the book of Genesis, when Eve said it was the serpent who deceived her and she took the fruit. Did God say, serpent, come here and dealt with him and said, because you were deceived, you know, I've, you know, let's, let's forget about it. Was that what happened? No. He dealt with all of them. He judged all of them. Praise the Lord. So God does not want us deceived. And that's why he sent us apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors for the perfecting of the saints. To bring us to a place of completeness, a place of maturity. That's what perfection is. Hallelujah. Where we are blameless before God. Amen. And all those things come to the knowledge of who we are, of who God is. Hallelujah. Of his precious promises by which we are made partakers of the divine nature. Amen. So, when somebody is standing before you, before you even begin to judge what he's saying, you need to ask this question, who is he? The speaker, is he or she? You see, because we have prophets and we have prophetesses. How many of us know that? Deborah was a prophetess, a female prophet. In Judges chapter 4, can we go over there real quick? Put up Judges chapter 4 and verse 4. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidot, she judged Israel at that time. Now, listen, and somebody says, but that's the Old Testament. Now, understand this. The Old Testament is a shadow of the new. So, the spiritual faculties, the Bible says that the latter rain shall be the former and the latter together in the first month, right? Which means the operation of the Holy Ghost under the Old Testament will be merged with his operation in the New Testament and the two will be together at the end. Praise God. Hallelujah. When did the end begin with Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. All right. The Bible says she judged Israel at that time. Now, the Old Testament was stricter than the New Testament, New Covenant. How many of us know that? Women didn't have a say under the old. 
How many of us know that? If under a system where women did not have a say and there was a prophetess, how much more under the new? Where there is grace, where there is neither male nor female. Hallelujah. That is in the church. And somebody says, but in the book of Corinthians, he says that a woman should be silent in the church. The apostle Paul was dealing with a problem there. He said the woman should be silent. If she must learn anything, let her ask her husband at home. Why would he say something like that? It's because the women were chattering in the church. When the husband, they don't let the husband hear what is going on. Hey, what did he say? Why should he be talking like that? What is he saying? And they say, shut up and let the man hear the word. When he gets home, you can ask him all those questions. All right? Praise the Lord. Because we know that under the old, the New Testament, there were a lot of women leaders in the churches. The person that the apostle John was talking to was a woman and she had a church. The elect lady, if you like. She and the church that was in her house. Praise God. So there were, and Priscilla and Aquila, Priscilla there is a woman. Amen. So there are many women under the New Testament. uh, And when you talk about a woman speaking in church, the daughters of Philip, the Bible said that he had four daughters that prophesied. Amen. So if God didn't want women to speak, all those things would not be there. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, Who's speaking? Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, glory be to God, verse 9, we're going to start it from verse 9. It says, when thou art come into the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination." or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. He says, for all that do these things are an abomination to the, unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Amen. So, if the person is a witch, or an enchanter, or this observer, an observer of times, are like fortune tellers. Praise God. They're like interpreters of dark sentences. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, people who are like that, you're not supposed to have anything, or, or psychics. Let's read it from the Amplified. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire as a sacrifice, one who uses divination, and a fortune teller, and one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or or a sorcerer, the next verse, or one who casts a charm, or a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or a necromancer, one who speaks or seeks the dead. Actually, it is to speak or consult with the dead. Praise the Lord. Like the witch of Endor. She was also in necromancy. So she could, you know, talk to the spirit of the dead. 
Put the living, the living Bible. It said, for example, any Israeli who presents his child to be burned to death as a sacrifice to hidden gods must be killed. No Israeli may practice black magic or call on the evil spirits for aid or be a fortune teller, the next verse, or be a serpent charmer, medium, wizard, or call forth the spirits of the dead. Uh, 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 a translation also talks about psychics. I think it's the New Living Translation also. Talks about psychics. We shouldn't go to psychics. Palm readers, card, you know, tarot card readers, all of those things. People who do crystal ball. Don't go to those people for anything. Those who go to them are an abomination to the Lord. So if someone is not born again, that person is not filled with the Holy Ghost, he cannot have been a prophet. Because remember, what spirit is he or she of? It, at this point, we're not dealing with whether what the person said is true or not. Hallelujah. We're dealing with the fact that the origin of this thing is not of God. Hallelujah. Now, because in the scriptures, we know that in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul came across this girl who had a spirit of divination. Who went about saying, these are the people of God following Paul and saying, these are the people of God who show us the way of salvation. What this spirit of divination was saying to the girl was true but it was not the spirit of God. It was just a devil trying to show that, you know, and maybe use that to seduce the apostle. And he turned around and rebuked the spirit. Hallelujah. And the spirit came out of the girl. And they got into trouble because the owners of the girl was a slave girl who was giving them money. Now, Jesus said something to us about false prophets. In, in, in Matthew chapter 7, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in verse 15, he said, beware of false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, of figs, of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. By what is coming out of them you will know them. Because a tree is known by its fruit. Whenever you're dealing with a false prophet, they're always going to take you away from God and they're going to act like their father. The Bible says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen? That's what he comes to do. Jesus warned us about, about false prophets. Will there be false prophets? Yes. And the Bible says to us, in Matthew also chapter 24, 
In verse 24, Jesus said, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. Acts chapter 13. Verse 6 says, And when they had gone through the isles unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet. It's like repeating yourself. To say somebody is a sorcerer and to say the person is a false prophet. If the person is a sorcerer, the person is a false prophet. Hallelujah. If somebody is a witch, the person is a false prophet. If the person is a medium, the person is a false prophet. If the person is a psychic, the person is a false prophet. Praise God. You ought not to listen to the person. They are named according to what they do. Praise God. And what they do is their fruit. By their fruit, you shall know them. It's not just there is the fruit of the spirit, but there are other fruits that determine what a tree is. Praise God. Just like we know a devil by what he does. Deaf and dumb spirit. Why? He makes people deaf and dumb. Amen. Revelations chapter 2. Now, let's read it from verse 18. It says, And unto the angel of the church in Tyatera write, This thing said the Son of God, who had his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman, Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Which means that this sister who is doing this thing is in the church, but she's a false prophet. And if under the New Testament, we were not supposed to have female prophets, Jesus would have, wouldn't even be talking about that. Do you get what I'm saying? Hallelujah. We are not supposed to tolerate such things in the church. Amen? We're not supposed to bring up those people, bring them, somebody packages them and brings them to us and expect us to listen. Because sometimes a false prophet can be given a good King James Bible and they'll come, they read a few chapters out of it and then go into their game. And before you know it, trouble will start. They poison everything. So that's not where we should be as believers. Amen? And the Bible does talk about the, this false prophet the chief of the false prophets who's going to come with the Antichrist. Praise God. All right? And in verse chapter 16, and in verse 13, he says, 
I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Praise God. The good news we have in all of this is that the Bible tells us that we have overcome them. They can't come to us and hypnotize us and, you know, do something and just get us into that place where we don't know what we're doing. In 1 John chapter 4, we begin from verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Is, is of God. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that he should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. So don't be afraid of them. One, if they say anything, don't fear it. You know, um, they, they bring these strange things that they say to people and create a lot of confusion. The ones the Bible tells us to judge, like let's, let's go to the book of um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29. It says, let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. The one the Bible is talking about us judging in the church the first group we just mentioned, what we're supposed to do is to open the door and throw them out. A big ushers, one on this side, one on the other side, open the door, just throw them out. All right. Now, this, when we talk about judging, we're judging believers. We're talking about believers in the church of God. Somebody's saying something because people can make mistakes. People can be deceived. So, we're talking about a situation of true prophets, all right? But there are three categories that we're going to be looking at concerning true, pro true prophets. One is a true prophet that is speaking the truth as God gave the person. Praise God. We're judging what they are saying, amen? So when a true prophet is saying something, it will line up with the word of God. Hallelujah. And it, the Holy Ghost that is in us will bear witness. The Bible says that his spirit beareth witness with our spirits that we're children of God. But to judge, you have to have a walking knowledge of the word of God. So it's not, that's why they even say that a prophet should judge. But we're taught the word of God in this house and all of us should learn the word of God and be able to train our senses to discern between that which is evil and that which is good.